When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. All right, everyone, welcome in to another episode of Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd. We're going to dive into the three biggest questions about the Vikings coming out of the draft, but. Thanks to Federated Insurance for powering this episode of Purple Daily. Federated is here for local business owners in the Twin Cities. If you are a business owner and you need different materials to help with recommended response plans during the pandemic or HR-related topics, anything and everything you could imagine uh, as a business owner regarding this pandemic, those resources are available to you at federatedinsurance.com, or you can also call your local Federated Marketing Representative number on the website federatedinsurance.com to get those trusted resources. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. We've got Declan Goff in the house here. And uh, Judd, let's dive into your three biggest questions you have about the Vikings after they drafted 15 players a week ago. Was that enough? In the NFL draft. I mean, it could have been more, right? Well, fifteen is a record. It's got to be 20. And I have, I have for 20 before we get into the three questions, I have contested I think this is Rick Spielman's drop-the-mic moment. I wouldn't be shocked if Rick Spielman retired right now. He's a guy that loves to have 10 draft picks. Yes, he does. And sometimes he'll move the needle to like 11, maybe 12. Yep. I think this is Rick, and Rick Spielman loves the draft more than anything, right? You covered him for a long time. Yep. The draft has always been his baby. And I have, I have said 15 draft picks, an NFL record, is his Mona Lisa. There's nothing else. Like a Super Bowl would be great. I think this is Rick Spielman's Super Bowl. It could have been 17. Set the NFL record. Ma- it could have been because he traded two on, on day three. Dude, he, it could have been seventeen. He, he pulled his starters out of the game in the fourth quarter. Is Absolutely. What he did. Why did you take all seventeen? <laughs> but the the one trade that I'm confused by is the Bears trade. The Bears actually, so he gave the Bears like what a fifth round pick and got a fourth round in 2021 back. Like if you're the Bears, you're really going to do that? I wouldn't give you a higher pick. Sorry. I wouldn't either. No, like that immediate gratification which i completely get i mean we we all enjoy that i mean rick spielman's like it's a good thing we had access to him on that zoom because if i didn't know that he was like he he looked like he was upright and fine for three days i would have envisioned him at the end if i didn't have access to his living room or kitchen but he's just like he's got the draft just you think he was just like more <laughs> more but he was at 17 okay so three biggest needs now post-draft or questions i should say not mm-hmm. needs questions I'm going to start with one that of a position that was definitely addressed during the course of the draft. I would contend that you cannot throw these players in day one. Uh, I'm going to start you with cornerback. Not quarterback, cornerbacks. Yep. 
uh, because despite the fact that you definitely addressed it, including in the first round, I have a couple contentions here, Phil Mackey. One is because we're not going to have uh, the camps in the spring, May, and June, right? So OTAs out, they're doing, I love this one, virtual OTAs. So okay. what is that? It's just like a bunch of people with their with their video muted, yes. like those of us who are having office meetings. Yes. Like you roll out of bed. Are we all there? All right. I'm here. And they're gonna do like inst- mute. And they're gonna do like installation on which you know, but, but then you can't go out and practice those things. So OTAs out the uh, three day mini camp almost certainly out as well. I don't think that you can get into training camp. You know, let's just say it starts August fifteenth or something. All right. I don't think that you can get day one of training camp and be like, all right, you guys, you guys are going to play uh, consistently on opening day. We know that Mike Zimmer's ask of his cornerbacks is pretty big. And so it's not that these guys can't fit in. It's not that they can't play in 2021. But I think if you're thinking that Gladney's going to start on day one, you're probably crazy. Yeah. And that's probably not the best thing. My question is, at cornerback, my solution is, I think that there's enough veteran free agents out there, Phil, that they're going to sign at least one to be a bridge guy. Because if you had had the entire offseason program and training camp, I think asking even a first-round pick to start on open day at corner in this league right now is tough. I think it would be my fear is this. I think there's certain positions at which you can ruin guys quickly and certain positions where, you know, if they struggle, they struggle and it's fine. If you put a guy like Gladney out there from day one at corner and it's awful, I think you can seriously uh, stunt his growth permanently and that trade-off in what could be a short in 2020, not worth it. So my question is, and I think the answer is yes, what are you going to do to just address this with a veteran? corner I'll add to your cornerback concern here because I do think and I I do think it's probably the biggest question mark position defensively and that we're all looking at Mike Hughes and saying all right well yeah he's been here for okay we're good on Mike Hughes because we have we almost have to say that but I don't even know if we're gonna we're not we don't even know if we're good on Mike Hughes yet in terms of like a long-term starting top end is he is he going to be a pro bowler I mean we've we have been spoiled here watching the Vikings Xavier Rhodes became a punchline the last couple of years, but that dude was money for like three or four years. You just had a lockdown, shutdown Pro Bowl cornerback, and then everything else kind of took care of itself on the other side of the field. Uh, so I think my biggest question here as it pertains to cornerback is how much can you learn by studying scheme playbook and having Zoom conference calls for OTAs and minicamps? You can learn some. You know, like running back, I wouldn't be as concerned about a running back making a transition without OTAs, right? Yes. Left and right guard, like it's, you know, it's all in tight quarters. It's not like, I I think there are some positions, the positions that require more choreography or more just getting a feel for the speed of NFL wide receivers. Mm -hmm. You have to get reps for that to, like quarterback, you need reps. Even if it's practice reps, cornerback, you need reps. Mm -hmm. Um I think wide receiver, you need reps because of just route tree and different things. So that's that's going to be an interesting challenge for Mike Zimmer and the defensive coaching staff. How can you give them something meaningful without giving them the ability to actually take physical reps? I don't think you can. And maybe you can't. I think it's impossible. And that is one position where the league is geared to destroy you. Not just – I mean, if Jefferson plays uh, opening week and runs – Three wrong routes, okay? That can be worked on. It, it, it's a problem. But worst case, fans have no clue. Mm-hmm. I call them two, 
the sideline, tell him what, what he did wrong. Perhaps I, I bench him, not because I'm mad, but because he's just not prepared to play. But that's not a huge story. At cornerback, there's no like outlet to be like, you know, you've sort of been goofing up, but that's okay. You're exposed in front of everybody. Yes. And and the league is coming after you because the league wants Drew Brees and Brady and Rodgers to look great. And they're going to exploit your weakness. If they exploit it once, they'll exploit it eight times that same game. And if you think, you know, even for like fans who've gone and watched training camp before, when you watch a full session of like an hour and a half practice at training camp, think about where the coaches are the most hands-on. It's with the quarterbacks because there's just like so many things to learn. It's with the wide receivers because the intricacies about how you get off the line of scrimmage and how you break a route and the timing. And defensively, I would argue that the most hands-on coaching takes place with the cornerbacks. I agree completely. Because the the like the the level of like bad that can happen if you aren't precise at cornerback is touchdown for the other team. And this is like all due respect to like a defensive tackle or or like an off like a left guard. If you screw up as a left guard, you know what? Like the play might be going over this way, and so like it might not bite you on that. And we, for play, the right? most part, don't know. And, like, if you screw up as a left guard, sometimes the center has your back, or sometimes the left tackle has your back. If you're a defensive tackle and you screw up, well, unless unless you screw up in a way that, like, there's no linebackers or safeties or cornerbacks to make a tackle behind you on a draw play or something, like, somebody else saves your ass. If you screw up as a cornerback, yep. it's a touchdown. Plus, plus, if you look at the road schedule that the Vikings are going to play, do you want a rookie corner from day one? Yeah, it's going against those quarterbacks. They're going they they're going to kill you. It is a it's an aggressive schedule. I mean, we on a recent episode cheap plug of the Mackie and Judd podcast went through and counted really like there's only maybe two or three weak spot quarterback games that you play and like two of them are Mitch Trubisky. So, <laughs> yep. you know, maybe Gardner Minshew. So, I think I don't think it's like sound the alarms panic because you do have two of the best safeties in the NFL and I do think Mike Hughes is going to be fine. But you're right, cornerback is. Can the safety a save you though? Solely they might be able to save you? you from a touchdown, I guess. But, Once in a while, <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're not. They're not going to be there running, running with you along with the wide receiver. So number two on the questions that uh, pertain to the Vikings following the draft, and they did take one of these very late in uh, Spielman's seventy-five picks, uh, the guard position, and I'm not saying just right guard now josh klein was cut i've seen that there's been um speculation that they could bring him back on a reduced salary and if they do okay i guess uh but i'm talking about both because pat elfline was borderline at times as far as pass protection not run blocking but pass protection in 2019 phil Mackey, unplayable what is going what are you going to do at, at the guards and and this is if this was 2004 I literally would say, yeah, it's a problem, but, you know, it's a bunch of fat interior guys inside. Just block them, right? Yeah. But this league has now become guys who used to play defensive end are gaining weight on purpose to play defensive tackles. And these guys, not across the entire league, but certainly the Packers, uh, teams like that, the Bears, have guys that can rush interior pressure. And Kirk Cousins' biggest problems don't come from outside pass rushers. It's inside. It's inside. Yep. So this guard uh, situation and asking who the guards are going to be is not a, just find a couple of fat guys to match the fat guys. This is a potential, I, I will sound the alarm, this is a potential Vikings crisis if you don't address this correctly and you just sign Cousins to an extension. And keep in mind, knock on wood, 
this is the one thing to keep in, in mind, too. We always say, and it's to Kirk's credit, Kirk's really durable because Kirk plays a, a lot. But if the more pressure that you allow and the more he gets hit, you can't just across the board be like, well, he'll just get up. Um, so this now, to me, also becomes a discussion of if he goes down, and I, I know that, you know, Kirk, we, we can criticize him all that we want. But, boys, if you're starting Sean Mannion, um, hang her up. Yeah, it, it's I, over. I think, I, I mean, there's you could probably say the same thing backup quarterback-wise about 27 teams where not the Dallas Cowboys and maybe not the uh, well, I was going to say maybe not the Chicago Bears and that I, might be I, right I but Nick I'm Foles just saying just this assumption that Kirk is always going to be fine right it's probably a little bit of a stretch on our part so so what are the solutions right now that they're proposing uh, Rick Spielman has said that Ezra Cleveland could wind up playing some left guard yep so it, I think I think it's sort of a toss-up between between Riley Reef and Ezra Cleveland who's playing tackle who's playing guard over there what do you want to do sure my biggest question I know we have all written off Pat Elfline at this point. He's been just like, whenever you see someone get forklifted off the line of scrimmage and shoved backwards, you can just assume that it's Pat Elfline the last couple of years. Let's, okay. I mean, let's just be honest. It's true. He's just been mostly terrible. <laughs> That's a great term. And, and I, I think my question is, that guy was so highly touted coming out of Ohio State. Yep. And he's still young. He's, you know, it's not like he's been in the league for six years and he's just, he is what he is, right? right. Has all hope been lost for Pat Elfline? Is he? Is it just over for? Here's Pat my Elfline? fear of of why the answer to the question you just asked might be yes. So he came in and started at center his his rookie year, and he was pretty good. But he hurt his shoulder at some point in time, and that was bad. And and then in the NFC Championship game at Philadelphia, he cracked his ankle really badly. My fear is at his size because I don't. He's not that big a guy. My fear is his body might be shot. Just that quickly. And I know it sounds ridiculous to say because the comeback is what? He's three years in. His body can't be shot. But when you crack your ankle as badly as I think he did and your shoulder is hurt and your requirement is probably put on as much weight as you as you possibly can. And the incredible thing about a lot of these guys who play the interior offensive line to me is look at them once they retire and like how thin they get. Like, they're not naturally fat people. They're strong, but they're required to gain weight. I don't know if Elfline's body, given what happened to him in his rookie season, can hold up. No. That's my, that would be my fear if I'm the Vikings. Because I would say that one of the solutions is you got to kind of cross your fingers and hope that Pat Elfline isn't a disaster in 2020, but that's not much of a solution. Just praying to the football gods. But so. can Drew Samia play? Can Dakota yeah. Dozier, who certainly got some chances, and I think the answer as a full-time guy is no. Could he play? That's going to be in Cleveland play if, guard. If there is a training camp, it is the least sexy position battle of all time. But like the guard spots are what we're going, all going to be wondering in full team practices, in, right? including the quarterback. Yeah, he's going to be trying to trying to run to the edges as fast as he can <laughs> and heave a pass out of bounds. What's your third biggest question coming out of the draft for the Vikings? Defensive tackle. Uh, a three technique in particular. So they signed Pierce from Baltimore, and he's going to be the big guy that uh, clogs things up. And that's so James fine. Lynch is a really int- this, this rookie out of Baylor. Yep, is he's a fourth round pick. He's interesting. He's highly touted. Yep. How quickly does he enter into the fold early in the season in which you don't get? O- we're back to the off season workouts thing right. too, right? Yes. But a lot of people are saying that James Lynch could be an interesting. But those positions are becoming extremely important with good, with really good players. Yeah. 
So it's no, it, it's not, well, I've got my three tech and he's a solid guy and my nose tackle, he's really fat and it's great. It's now nose tackle, a three tech who, who previously might've played the defensive end position. Here's my question too. Is Zim going to uh, now liberally borrow from what he did against the Saints and like move Hunter around inside at, at times? I, th- I don't know if you, that's the interesting question is that like on how much situation. of that was a surprise attack the mm-hmm. Saints weren't ready for? How much can you replicate it? If if a large part of that success uh, successful game plan was surprise attack, right? But I think you know if you can move him around and just it's it's it almost becomes a mat. We talk about like matchups, right? Can you can you get your slot receiver matched up on a linebacker right. or or a safety or something, right? In the NBA, can you get a tall wing matched up in the post against? Can you get a five inch height advantage, right? I mean, if you see from game to game matchups where, listen, if you can get Daniel Hunter like 20 snaps against that left guard, it's on, and it's three sacks. And like right? nickel. Yep. So here's my thing, and this is why I don't think that you can or should have to re- rely on your safeties uh, to consistently support your cornerbacks if you're the Vikings in 2020. The most effective, in my opinion, that this defense can be is – Hunter moves inside at times, end at times. I would be tempted to play him at left and right because if you don't know where he's going to be, you can study for him all week. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. My second thing, and until the day I see this consistently now, I won't believe it's going to ha- happen, and it goes back to a Mackie and Judd conversation from probably five years now, Anthony Barr. Yeah. Is he going to be on the line at times? Because again, if you do that, if he's a linebacker at times and then at times he's going to rush, it becomes a problem. But my last thing is this one, Harrison Smith. If I have to have Harrison Smith play a deep safety, I'm compromising his ability to make himself great. Yeah. But if I can have him at times coming to, to the line of scrimmage and rushing, if I can have him coming up and back and up and back and so now I have no idea where he's going to be. It helps me a ton. But this is why I think the most important question becomes, how much can you count on your two corners or three at times in the uh, nickel defensive package to hold up? Because if I can't count on them, i got to get them help. But if I can count on them in coverage, now I've got potentially Hunter uh, switching around, Barr for sure, and most importantly, Harrison Smith, because if you watch Smith, he consistently, on his best days, you have no idea when the ball is snapped where he's going to wind up. And if I've got to basically say, Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith have to play back, yes, they're still good, but now they're not nearly as big a threat. So those are all great points. And for all those reasons, you know, training camp, if there is a training camp in some form, is gonna be uh, is gonna be virtual. fun to watch. Listen, if we get to watch, if we get to watch, a, watch a, like a, a Zoom seven on seven session, guys, I am. Would all you guys in. right now watch a Zoom all session in. with garbage cans? Dude, they, they could put they could put cameras on top of the garbage cans in seven on seven, and we would get to see yes. all of this at ground level. I'm all in on it. Here for it. Come on, <laughs> donuts, everything about it. I'm all for it. This has been Purple Daily, a look at the three biggest questions. <sighs> coming out of the NFL draft for the Minnesota Vikings. Please subscribe to the Purple Daily podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or just find it on scorenorth.com. And you can also find Mackie and Judd in podcast form on those same platforms. And if you haven't already, 
click the subscribe button on youtube.com slash score north. Thanks for listening. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, bike plus or tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.